next time on Base Funk. How how would you like to help? What would you propose we do about your the whole dad sitch? If you can find an opportune time for a sneaking mission, she will disable the chains. At this point, Valtari's face just drops as she sort of realizes what the situation here is. This sort of, oh no, I'm going to eventually have to leave this place, oh no. Even if I don't kill you here and now, this weakness is going to get you killed one day. I'd rather this weakness get me killed than my previous weakness get people who don't deserve it killed. And when you take a knife in the back because you trusted the wrong person, you're not going to regret this moment? If I'm still alive three and a half years from now, and I have to look back at another list of a dozen people that I killed who didn't deserve it, that I know I'm going to regret. That's why I put myself through that torture and to be ejected from the Order. Not to protect my friends, but because I knew at that point I didn't deserve to be there. So I'm gonna tell Azrael, I'm coming up with Zoe when she turns around help me get her in the box. Alright, so what what Zoe's gonna do is uh, cast Wind Wall. The floor explodes. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, fuck. And a mighty redwood tree. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> bursts through the second floor and then through the roof and keeps going because you have grown an entire tree on the spot you were standing, which is now impaled Dora's house. <laughs> All right, I'm talking and I see blue lines. They're looking pretty good. How about you guys? My blue lines are dissatisfied with their pay grade, but I've told them that we needed to start downsizing as of this quarter and they're just not having it. My blue lines are just happy to be in any kind of employment whatsoever. (laughs) You know, there's diminishing work opportunities full stop for blue lines. I have a complicated relationship with my blue lines. My blue lines are pretty dope. They made a they made a big decision. They're they're leaving their main job and going back to school, but it's good because they know that they're taking a chance on themselves and they deserve it. So they're really optimistic right now. I'm really proud of them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna go really well. I believe in them. They can do it. They're smart. <laughs> I, there's some text of all of your guys' answers that's very real. Interesting. Interesting tact, my friends. Um, <laughs> you guys want to do a podcast? Sure, I guess. Only if it's called Cat Mischief. Well, now you've spoiled the name of uh, Season 4, Episode 1, which is definitely going to be Cat Mischief. (laughs) You always just edit that out, you know. Well, now you're bringing your attention to it. (laughs) Everyone stop acknowledging the Cat Mischief. Cat Mischief. Ten minutes from now, I'm going to be like, remember that Cat Mischief? All right, so the last thing that happened in our fun D&D adventure was... Zoe Legrand dropped a wind wall to (laughs) Lauren's side. I hope that Mike picked that up. It was very good. The wind wall to protect her from her attackers, Theodora and Asriel. And that triggered wild magic, which made a giant tree grow. And it just burst up through the floor and impaled Dora's whole mansion. And now that's where we are in that room. Second floor, Maximilian slash Asriel's lab on one side of the room is Zoe Legrand, and the other is Azriel the Mind Flayer and Theodora the Nixie. Uh, and in addition to the wind wall, there is that tree. What do you guys do? All right. So first things first. I'm the realist. So F things first. It's, uh, I- I'm sorry about the tree through your house. That was um, not expected. I'm sorry I tried to bonk you. I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> Did you just... what? 
Dora, did you just try to kill me? No, 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 no. I was trying to just, like, put you in a box for a little while so you couldn't <laughs> stop me. Which, uh, yeah, I get it. That's not very chill. <laughs> but I just kind of panicked. Uh, but no, definitely not trying to kill you. That's that's dumb, Zoe. Why would you even think that? Because it's a very Ganador thing to do. I'm not Ganny. Like, I love him and stuff, but, like, I'm not looking to kill you. Azrael sends you a mental message, Dora, and says, uh, should I blast her or? I'm just going to say back, uh, not yet. Let me talk to her. <laughs> All right. Keeping this mental blast on ice. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Uh, Zoe is going to uh, uh, summon her, her sword. Now, oh, come on. I'll note she's not, you know, in an aggressive stance. Like, it's just in hand right now. Like, if this were Kingdom Hearts, which, of course, this isn't, but it is in every way. Uh, she wouldn't be in that, like, Sora squat down, like, combat pose thing. If you need a visual to understand it. Shit's not popping off now, mm -hmm. but it's on the edge. And uh, Zoe's just going to say, uh, look, Dora, I don't want it to come to this. I don't want to fight and hurt anybody, but... You're really leaving me no choice here. I mean, just let me take it down and then put a new one back up and, like, just let me do it. Because, <laughs> like, it's a good idea. Like, I don't see why we need to fight. Just, like, just, just, like, don't. Dora, with your periton spirit animal friend, you sense two heartbeats coming your way up the stairs inside your house. Oh, Claudia and Robin, right? I just sent it to Claudia and be like, uh, things are not great up here. Maybe don't, don't come up here. <laughs> <laughs> don't come in, I'm busy. <laughs> Acupado. Claudia responds to you. It says, why is there a tree in your house? Uh, Zoe stuff. It's a, it's a Zoe sitch. Okay, now they're running. Oh, guys. You're, you're basically out of time to keep this from getting very bad, Dora. Oh, God. Oh, God, what do I do? Zoe is going to say, Dora, I'm going to give you one last chance. If you agree to rebuke Ganador, then there's still a chance we can mend all of this. But if not, there's no going back. I mean, I can't believe you would even ask that of me. You just don't, you don't understand. I mean, you didn't like him. It didn't mean much to you, but you have no idea how important he is to me. I know that one of the first things you said to me when I asked you why you wanted to put the barrier down was because Ganador would kill everybody if you didn't. I feel like if he really is your friend, he shouldn't have to blackmail you into doing things like that. I just, I, you don't get it. Claudia and Robin enter the room. Claudia is looking like herself with her messenger bag, and there are several precious stones she's levitating, which are her ammunition she fires in combat. And you see Robin, who looks like a chubby elf man and not like an ooze, and that is why you can sense his heart. Hey, hey guys. Dora, tree, in-house, why, also, hi, Zoe. Uh. Hi. Completely human-like ways of speaking there. Fantastic. <laughs> Flustered, I am. Uh, so, like, Zoe uh, came over to talk about the barrier and shit, and, like, it didn't go great, so. You tried to bonk me! I may have tried to put her in the ghost box just so she wouldn't, like, get hurt or get in the way. It didn't go well. Maybe that was a bad idea. I don't know. I panicked. Uh, and then she did like magic, which you know how that does with Zoe. So now we uh, technically have a treehouse and oh boy, I'm freaking out. 
Hi, Dora. It's me, Robin. I don't know yeah, if you can tell. Yeah, you really, you, I, I like your little chubs. It's very cute. Oh, I'm kind of insecure about that, but cool. No, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like good. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you guys just can just like go if you want, or I don't know. Azrael sends you another message, Dora, and says, you're in charge here. Make a decision or I'm going to have to because you're failing as leader of Team Evil. Oh, boy. I didn't do the accent because yeah. <laughs> it's a mind message. So you can do whatever. He can sound like whatever he wants to sound like in his mind. And it's not that Austin forgot. Get off my back. It's not because I can't mentally talk to you in an accent. I'm just. <sighs> oh, boy. So what spell was he? What spell did he fucking have on deck? Uh, he said he wants to mind blast Zoe. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that do? So I guess you ask him that telepathically, and he tells you you're just going to render her unconscious. Do it. <laughs> okay. I left a pause there. Uh, Zoe, save against intelligence 15 is your DC. Oh, that's that's one of my good ones. That's a lie, though. It's not. <laughs> I rolled a six. Is six better than 15? Oh, my goodness. Not even close, friendo. Mm, well, that's unfortunate. All right, let me roll some damage here. What about now? <laughs> is six higher than 15 now? You've done nothing. You've changed no <laughs> parameters. Look, 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 look. I, I picked up the die and I put it back down again in a different spot on the table. Now, is it higher? You take 22 damage as Azrael sets off a mind bomb in your mind space. <laughs> uh, you start bleeding from like the nose. That's not what oh. I was led to believe that was. <laughs> it would have knocked him unconscious if he was dropped to zero. He survived it, so. Oh, great. <laughs> I like Lauren is still under the mass misapprehension that there is like a single role you can do to just win a fight. I don't know things. Are, are we rolling initiative at this point? <laughs> if you guys want to, that's Azrael does that. What do you guys do? Uh, well, that's, I mean, shit's popping off now. <laughs> yeah, I already have like a spell on deck, so. I rolled an eight for initiative. 18. Is eight higher than 18? <laughs> 20. I'm starting to think eight's not higher than any of these numbers. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> All right. So Azrael mind blasts Zoe. She starts bleeding from the nose and, you know, her eyes well up with tears and she's in pain obviously but it doesn't down her so Azriel tries to telekinetically throw her into the wall strength check zoe oh why do you go with all these ones i have negatives in i'm sorry that's how telekinesis works i rolled a 14 i rolled a 12 you save again so as how how does zoe keep surviving these strength checks i have no idea Azriel <laughs> tries to psychically manhandle you and fails dora your turn I'm going to, oh, it's so mean. Tasha's hideous laughter. Zoe has to make a save. Yeah, a wisdom save. Uh, my spell save DC is now 18. You have that dragon bone staff, which makes you very fearsome. Okay, is seven higher than 18? <laughs> Christ on a muffin. All right, Zoe, you collapse in laughter. I like to think Zoe's thinking of some of our favorite Simpsons moments. <laughs> and that's what's got her on the ground right now. Like she's thinking the whole fire and ice episode. What's the Simpsons? Uh, Zoe, it's your turn. You got to want to roll again to see if you can stop laughing. Uh, yeah, I guess we're going to try. Uh, is 14 18? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to teach Chris about numbers this episode. 
This is really bad. I have a math test tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, The first couple of attacks were not visible to the naked eye. So Claudia and Robin really didn't know what was going on. But once once Dora waves her staff and Zoe collapses in laughter, they get it. And um, Claudia is going to start shooting. Shooting at whom? Me. Nope. Asriel. Oh. Okay. She'll deal with you. But right now she's attacking the squid man who is... She does not have a pr- existing relationship with. Mm-hmm. Two thirteens. <laughs> Double bad luck, Claudia. That does not hit. So she fires a, like a ruby and a sapphire across the room and they go over her shoulders and put holes in your room. Claudia, stop. You stop. I'm not trying to hurt her. I, she's going to attack me and try to like. You can't just kidnap our friends, you herb. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not to Claudia. That's you, Herb. I know. Um, I have to do something. It's just for like a little bit. I I got a really good plan to 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 do the spine thing, and then it's it's fine. That's all I need. I just need a little time without being attacked. While you and Claudia are arguing, Azrael goes over to Zoe, who is laughing on the floor. And mind flayers have a thing they can only use on incapacitated enemies called extract brain. Hmm. Oh, boy. That... <laughs> uh, 23 to hit, Zoe? Uh, I'm going to have to double check, but I'm thinking no. Oh, wait, no, hold on. 23 is a lot higher than 11, so yeah, that's a hit. All right. Here comes damage. Oh, only 18. Are you alive? Uh, I'm unconscious. Nice. All right, so here's what happens. You and Claudia are arguing. Dora, she's like, stop attacking our friend. And you're like, I'm not trying, blah, blah, blah. And Azrael floats over to Zoe, who's laughing on the ground and just starts trying to rip her brain out of her skull. Unless you stop him, he's going to do this because she's unconscious and he has the ability. That's the way this game works. Azrael, stop. Is he stopping? Probably not. Would I roll to just hit him with the staff really hard? 19 to hit? Yep, that hits. So I bonk him real hard. Tell him to stop. Roll damage. Five. Okay, so he's trying to eat Zoe's braid, and you run over and you smack him in the back with your staff, and it doesn't seem like it actually hurt him that much, but he stops and turns and looks at you and says, Dora, we have run out of options. They are going to stop us. We have to kill them all now. No, 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 no. This is what your indecisiveness has done. I can fix it. Don't eat my friend's brain or whatever the fuck you're trying to do. Leave her brain alone. Put it back. Claudia shoots Azrael two more times. 26 and 23, those both hit. Oh no. Azrael takes 19 damage as an emerald blasts through the side of his face, taking off a tentacle, and now he's bleeding. Claudia, stop. We can't. I understand you're mad at him because he tried to eat her brain. It's this thing. He he's got, doesn't have a great moral compass, but we need him to make the new barrier. Without him, there's no new barrier, and please don't fucking kill him. Um, you can make a persuasion or intimidation if you want, but it's going to be with disadvantage because this you have let this get pretty far out of control. Yeah, that's my MO. While you're doing this, I just like to believe that Roland and Valtari in the mirror prison are just getting this like little bit of a wave washing over them wherever they are that's just like, <laughs> did we leave the kids unattended again? <laughs> oh, fuck. Did we forget something back in Ilium? Did I leave the oven on? <laughs> so I, I rolled persuasion. Mm-hmm. I see that. I got a nine. You sure did. Asriel, go to your room. 
Robin's kind of standing around like he doesn't know what to do. He's a scientist. He doesn't he has no proficiencies and no uh, spells. So he's like non-combatant, basically. I'm going to try to get between uh, Claudia and Azrael. All right. Claudia says, all right, Dora, I had to come to this, I guess. Because you aren't good at villainy or covering your tracks. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't trying to be like villainous. I'm just trying to do the the thing that I think is right. If trying to kidnap Zoe isn't villainous, then I just am not. This is not my first language, I guess. It's not. The intent intent wasn't villainous. Dora, him or us? I love you guys, but I can't put up a new barrier without him. There's nothing if I can't have his science. And I... Wish it wouldn't be him or you, but in the long run, you are safer if it's him, because I guess I'm just dangerous to be around. She shoots you twice. Okay. 13 and 25. 25 hits, but the 13 is, I have a 13 AC. Well, then they both hit. They both hit, okay. Well, I'm dead, probably. Do you think? We'll see. 13 damage. Oh, that's it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that could be worse. So while that's happening, let's cut over to Veltari and Roland. You guys have been in the mirror for quite a while now. A lot of things have happened. Um, You're probably still seeing, you know, the insubstantial specters of your guilt. Just scenes of Veltari stealing bread to survive and Roland looking over the people he's killed or seen killed, like Lady Nim, Garrick, (laughs) stuff like that. But you guys have been in here long enough that you have control over this now your subconscious isn't just spewing things that can attack you so i'm going to turn over descriptive duties to you what do you guys do how do you help each other deal with where you are right now emotionally now that we have control of this whole thing roland i feel like that it there's it's time for us to do something that isn't in my mind an inherent part of this whole uh dealing with the mirror prisons deal and i'm gonna need you to summon up some dragon chests Okay. Look, I, I I know it might seem cliched, and I know that it's ultimately just a device for us to talk, but it feels like it's usually a catalyst to us working stuff out. I'm just gonna say I didn't bring enough for everyone else, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go a few rounds. Nineteen. Uh, I'm rolling rolls a fifteen, and Voltari has a nineteen. So how how are you uh how are you finding all this so far? Finding this a bit surprising, despite the amount of uh, stress you're going through, you're actually executing better strategies than I am right now. I, I don't know how much of that is just... I kind of relish the, the the opportunity to have a bit of a distraction. This has all been a lot to think about. It's nice to just focus my head on something that isn't everything I've ever done wrong. You know, mm. it can be a bit overwhelming. <laughs> how are you getting on with all of the... Rollins of the past. I'm feeling surprisingly more at peace with things ever since that encounter with with Galen earlier on. The thought of just sort of refuting or rebuking whatever I was trying to claim that I was in the past, things seem to make a lot more sense that way. I get what you mean. Coming to terms with why you feel the way you feel about things is weird and messy. <laughs> I'm gonna roll another dragon chess. 19 again. 29 natural 20 <laughs> from Roland. 
the forbidden move. <laughs> he he flips a a you know phantasmal book of dragon chess rules and points out that what he did was technically legal within the dragon chess rule book. You didn't know you could move down <laughs> into the board. Got you. I have spent so much of my life afraid of being hurt. I I don't know who I am without that. If I leave that behind, I go back to square one, and I don't know who that leaves me. The advantage of that is that means if you're square one, then you get to call the shots. Until someone that doesn't like me takes that away from me. That's one of the reasons why I gave up what I had. The shield, the sword, and the armor. Because I thought that those were things that I needed in order to be who I perceived myself as. I needed that perception. I needed those items to define that. Just like I felt like I needed to be a part of the, the order. And I needed affirmation from Warden Light. All these things that I felt were important and necessary for me to be me. I think at this point, I, I kind of want to walk over and have a conversation with... And I know that I keep going back to this particular this particular NPC, but I think that there's definitely something to be explored with them, is I want to go back to six-year-old Veltari. So the young Veltari that represents the guilt you have over being abandoned is still there, and you can basically summon her at will, and she kind of floats over to you, and she's still kind of stuck in that moment when Veltari's mother walked out. Mm -hmm. So upon seeing you, she says, Please! Please don't go. I didn't do anything. And I want to sort of repeat somewhat what I did the first time around. I want to kneel down to her and just look to her and just say, I promise you, you didn't do anything wrong and there's nothing about you that means you deserve this. And at this point, I want to summon in the sort of mirror world that we now have a bit more control of. I want to get... Something like a paint or something of that nature. Something that I can sort of just... I could visibly apply some to my skin and it would be visible that it's there. Mm-hmm. You can describe anything you want in this space. Okay, we'll, we'll go with the the fantasy equivalent of, of just some... Some kind of, like, paint that would show up nicely on, on Veltari's skin and just hand it over to six-year-old Veltari and just say, I want you to draw something here on my wrist. And it can be whatever you want to draw, and I'm going to keep it with me. And that way you know, even when I go, you're not going to be forgotten, and you'll know that there's someone out there that cares about you. Even if I have to go, you've not done anything wrong, and I'm going to keep you with me, okay? Did you have something in mind, or do you want me to improv something? <laughs> uh, if you if something jumps to mind, I don't have anything particular that's jumping to my mind. <laughs> that's that good, good improv shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing the ball to you. Yes, and. Zip, zap, zap. <laughs> she writes, it looks like some like beautiful Cyrillic script, but it actually just says boners in Infernal. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody it says luck. <laughs> 
so like the the kind of symbols and the motifs that we've established so far in this season we've been working with a lot of flower imagery mm. the, the lilies hyacinth highway the roses that garrick died in so flowers are a thing also obviously prisons um maybe like an open bird cage or something is i think a, a, a good mm. prison break kind of symbol i think i may have just found a thing that works for me i just need to find an image that works okay i was gonna say the other symbol we've worked with this season that doesn't fit at all is eyes <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of eyes but uh not that's not quite a veltari thing yeah i i have a thing and it's on the theme of flowers and i kind of like the idea of of, of young veltari trying to draw a dandelion Aww. something that's typically seen as not desirable but that might still be beautiful Aw, you think it's a weed, but it's a flower to me. Exactly. How how does that sound as a as a as a response thing? <laughs> uh, young Veltari's already drawn it on you, and you're definitely gonna get it tattooed someday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as she does that, you see she paints it onto your wrist, and from your kind of makeshift paint tattoo, a rainbow light seems to begin to emanate out of it and kind of surround you and envelop you. Like you're glowing with like a rainbow aura around you and it's not going away and you can't control it. It just kind of slowly, warmly slips around you as young Veltari looks up at you. I look over to Roland and I just go, look who got out of mirror prison first. <laughs> not how it works you're still there best mirror prison breaker around i'm you're you're, you're like rolls gonna just say flatly um you're you're still standing there though uh, <laughs> nice colors i'm still stood here but like i clearly won right <laughs> <laughs> you guys <sighs> all right nerds uh back in theodora's house claudia and robin are kind of backing out of the workshop. Claudia uses her telekinesis to pull Zoe's body over to her, and they seem like they're going to try to take it and run away. Azriel is behind you, Dora. What do you do? Okay. Kill me. Um. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to say to Azriel, uh, help me knock them all out. Okay. So let's say she shot you in the chest, so it's your turn, Dora. All right, I'm going to try uh, Tasha's hideous laughter on Claudia. All right, so you swing your bone staff, and she has to make a save, but she's going to do it with advantage, because as your magic flares up, you see before you, she summons up a flail snail. Oh, a flail Uh-oh. snail. And its scintillating shell gives her advantage against magic. Cool. As it tries to reflect it back at you, for those who haven't seen the flail snail, it is a giant snail with a sparkling anti-magic shell, and its little eye stalks are maces, basically. But its most important aspect is, of course, that scintillating shell, which I just cannot stress enough how scintillating it is. It, it is so scintillating, you know. Uh, 16, does that win? Nope. Oh, no. I have 18. Okay, cl- Claudia collapses in laughter, even though the flail snail is doing its best to protect her. And Robin sees this and he looks at Claudia and there's a wordless agreement between them. Oh, God. As Robin scoops up Zoe and starts running. <sighs> Whose spell turn is it? Uh, it's Azrael's turn. And he says to you, uh, all right, so I can eat this one's brain. Yes. 
prefer if you didn't, but uh, just knock him out. We'll talk about it later. Okay, well, she's laughing and he has the extract brain thing. So, yikes. Yeah. You keep do- you keep setting him up because my players have to disable you before they can eat your brains. And you guys are like a perfect team of disablement <laughs> and brain eating. You're like a machine. Yeah. Uh, ooh, 52 damage. What the fudge? Uh, Azrael, when he tried to extract your brain, he like jammed his beak into your head. Zoe, that's what knocked you out, and he was about to rip off the top of your skull and eat your brain, but Adora stopped him. But this time he knows he's not allowed to eat, so he doesn't do it so crudely. But he... The the book gives him really strong tentacle attacks, and she cut off one of his tentacles. So he actually just, while she's on the ground laughing, he grabs the back of her head with his face tentacles and just slams it into the floor as hard as possible, breaking her nose and knocking her out, is what he does with that particular thing. And then he drags her to the chest and throws her inside and locks it. Robin and Zoe have escaped. Great. <laughs> how's your, how's your Disney villain fantasy going, Theodora? <sighs> <laughs> it's, it's going all right. Uh, Azrael turns to you and says, we have to start killing your enemies because they are going to make it difficult to send the signal to grace to turn off the chains. Cause if you start sending a spooky signal, you're going to be stopped. You realize how bad this has gotten, yes? Yeah, yeah, I know. I fucked up. I should have just... Uh, I don't know why I thought I could love things. Aww. This always happens. I always have to kill the things I love. I should have just listened to you. Uh, Azrael is still bleeding from his missing face tentacle, and he like kind of glides over to you, and he looks like he's going to put a hand on you to maybe reassure you, and then he remembers he's a mind flare, and he does not. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he just floats out of the room. All right. Dora, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to use uh, sending mm-hmm. to send a message to Carrie to have her keep an eye out. Because uh, she doesn't live with me, unfortunately, for Robin and Zoe. Ooh, okay. So you tell Carrie, who is at Tarsus, that if she sees Zoe and Robin, that they are not hostile to your interests and she will intervene. Um, but what actually happens with Robin and Zoe is Robin takes Zoe back to the avant-garde's headquarters. Zoe, you awaken to Winnie's face an inch away from yours. <laughs> Ow. Ah! Zoe, are you okay? It's me, your boy. I feel like something tried to eat my brains. Yeah, you have, uh, I guess, beak marks in the back of your head. It almost got very bad back there. You were saved by this, uh, chubby gentleman. What? Hey, Zoe. It's me, Robin. We've met. Wait, what happened? Uh, I saved your life, but I think Dora has Claudia. We're gonna have to go kick her butt now, so... Can Zoe physically get up after having her brain extracted almost? Almost. You have, uh, one hit point as far as the game mechanics are concerned uh winifred gave you you know he used a healing item that gives you that gives you one hp it was jam of course it was it's a reflavored good berry technically in game terms but <laughs> you know how it is it's good berry jam yeah it makes sense mm-hmm. uh well i mean if zoe's physically capable of doing it yeah when she hears that robin or uh sorry claudia is still back there uh she's gonna hop up and like like prepare herself to go back immediately. So 
Winnie, of course, is startled by you trying to escape while bleeding from several holes holes in your head. And he's like, oh, Zoe, you really you shouldn't move. And <laughs> this is Austin now saying you are going to take a penalty of some sort uh, from having been so savagely knocked unconscious because that's not good for your brain meat. Uh, what do you think is an appropriate uh, short-term penalty for that? Uh, what does exhaustion generally apply to you with? It's just like a disadvantage to attack rolls. Yeah, disadvantage on most rolls go until it's you're not exhausted anymore. I think that's a fair one. Yeah, I'm. I think that's perfectly fair. All right. Uh, so Winifred says, "Uh, you really shouldn't get up until we know you're okay." If I can move, then I'm fine. That's really brave, Zoe. I sure. I'll consider whether or not it was brave after it's done. Right now, this is what I know I need to do. Robin says, uh, we, is it just going to be me and you? Do you know anyone who would help? This is a big moment, I think. A big, or ra- rather big, big question to ask. Um, mm-hmm. Zoe's going to say no. Oh. Interesting. I don't want anyone else to get involved in this. It was already my fault that Claudia is in the position she's in, so I can't have anyone else suffering from my mistake. Robin says, that's like really thoughtful, and I don't really care what cannon fodder gets hurt to save Claudia, but it would be helpful to have more. I know you don't want anybody else's like stuff on your conscience, but if we just go in there and we get killed, it's kind of moot, huh? I mean, what's your plan? There's like a hundred skeletons. The door is going to reprogram to attack us on site. We're not going to get inside the house. Please. You act like breaking into Hawthorne house is something that's <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't have many areas of expertise, but this, I'm a doctor in breaking into that house. <laughs> She's like breaking into Hawthorne house. And that's when she does like the turned over the shoulder thing. She's like, that's what I'm best at. <laughs> Robin says, for real, though, you have one HP and I don't know how to use any weapons. Is, is our plan? To, what's our plan? Zoe, Zoe says her plan is to get inside uh-huh. and to free Claudia. <laughs> and she will do everything in her power to make sure that Claudia is able to escape. It, what's my role in that plan? Do you have any spells or anything that you fight with generally? Uh, I'm a chemistry masters. I was a slime for a couple years. So any of that help? Hmm. (laughs) Can you like mix up a really good drink? (laughs) (laughs) You want some poche. I see (laughs) that dank poche or a cocktail. I was really, you know, your plan sounds better now that I hear it. Uh huh. Hmm. Well, you're going to want to roll hit dice to get your health back anyway, right? Yeah, uh, I have several of those I can do. 30. Wow, I rolled really well on my hit point dice. Mm -hmm. Is that full? Uh, It's just about full. All right. So the poche that Robin makes you is going to give you a... Can you think of a good effect? Because I I can think of a couple, but I'm not in love with any of them. Can Robin make a potion of flying? Uh, he can make you a potion of high jump, which is almost as good as flying. How about that? I would like that. All right. So he's giving you uh, Michael Jordan's secret stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, I'm dumb. It's flubber. You've gotten flubber. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sure. 
a, a more timely reference for the kids. Um, yeah, so he makes you that potion, and he says, uh, so am I just gonna, like, watch you jump over the fence and go save my wife, or... You do what's best for you. I don't want you putting yourself into danger just because your wife's the one in danger. I'm gonna trust that I'll be able to get her out of this, Robin. The avant-garde's haven't always been reliable, <laughs> but of them, you seem like the the most reliable, I guess. Yeah, no, that's the best thing right now. You need to think that I'm reliable, so I agree. I am the reliable one. <laughs> the rocks just don't like Roland. It's nothing about it's not it's not a defect <laughs> in Roland's character. It's the rocks' outlook on life. They they just never bothered getting to know him is really the problem. They hate dragon chess. It's their really big issue. Listen, sometimes. Two perfectly nice people can just not get along. Life is like that sometimes. Okay, so my plan as of right now is uh, to go towards Hawthorne House, Mm -hmm. but obviously I'm not going to be just walking right up to the door or anything like that. Uh, When I get uh, somewhat close to it, but not within range, basically before I get to range of skeletons, I want to cast one of my warlock spells, which is uh, invisibility. Nice, so that does not invoke wild magic. It does not. (laughs) Which would have been very funny for your sneaking mission. (laughs) Then I want to basically uh, get as close to the house as possible Mm -hmm. and then use that potion to high jump up to the second floor where that fight took place. Okay, so two things to note while you're flying through the air. (laughs) (laughs) One is that the window does not immediately go into that room. Remember, it's in the hallway where you guys fought the caretaker and then there's a door between that room and, and the window. Uh, so you can't immediately leap into the workshop. So you'll have to walk down the hallway. Not a big deal. The second important thing to note about this is not from Zoe's perspective. It's Dora. You feel a heartbeat. It's, it's probably a bird's. I wouldn't be concerned with it. I mean, Dora's not an idiot. She knows. Okay. I just uh, switch on detect magic. <laughs> and d- would that mean that I would see her? Uh, if you're in visual range, you still have to look at her. No, I was going to go to the window. Yeah, okay, you're trying to look at the window she's trying to jump through? Yes. All right, amazing. So, Zoe? <laughs> I know it's dumb, but it's funny. Oh, man. I... Yeah? Oh, mm, okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get fucking Clown Fiesta goofy right now, all right? I love it. Clown Fiesta, that's a good one. (laughs) Can I also, I mean, maybe it's too late to say, can I tell Asriel that I feel a heartbeat? I'm sure it's not going to be a big deal. She's about to fly through the window. Yeah. So when Zoe gets to that, like, window and sees Dora there, Uh uh, I want to cast Misty Step to teleport into the room right behind Dora (laughs) and then turn around Uh and cast Wind Wall directly through like at Dora to shoot her out the window. God, I love this season so much. We're going to have to do so much right now. Two, we're going to make two wild magic rolls. Two ma- two magic magic rolls, yeah. Two magic magic rolls. Magic magic. 16. Mm. <laughs> good, good. What'd it do? It's always good when he laughs. Dora, do you have anything metal on you? I don't think so. What's your arcane focus? It's like um like a pin. Oh, that's that'd be metal. Okay, uh, Zoe, you misty step into the second floor behind Dora. The magic, the wild magic consequence of that is you become magnetic. 
<laughs> oh shit! Can I be magnetically pulled to the fucking box? Uh, well, it's a, it's remember it's down the hallway and through the door. But oh. The first consequence is you suck up Dora's arcane focus. Oh shit! <laughs> I have the staff now. Wouldn't that also be like an arcane focus? Yeah, it would. Is there any metal on the staff? No, it's just bone. Ah, uh, it's still nice and it's nice and cinematic. I mean, I mean, it's metal, but n- it's metal, but not made of metal. Okay, that's that's the. No, oh my God. So you suck <laughs> Dora's brooch off her cloak. You catch it in your outstretched hand, like the coolest human being who has ever lived, and then you drop a wind wall right on her shit. Dora, strength save. Oh, I have zero. <laughs> Well, to be fair, you rolled a 1d8 instead of a 1d20. Oh, I didn't even realize it was on the wrong thing. Dang, that would have been so good. Oh, gosh. Seven, still not great. No, that uh, fortunately will not save. And a two on the wild magic table now. (laughs) I'm going to die. This episode's going to kill me. I'm going to (laughs) die. This this is your fault, Austin. A two on the wild magic table says in all caps, Max strength. Oh no. <laughs> oh, my, oh shit, am I gonna become the juggernaut? <laughs> you have a 20 in strength now. What? Uh, okay. <laughs> you become inhumanly strong, Zoe. Fuck me gently with the chainsaw. <laughs> so that that's how you be- so that's how you become swole. You just, you know. You roll till you swole. alright so Dora take 3d8 bludgeoning damage okay 10 alright 10 damage to Dora as she is battered into the window Uh, you can fly so the the image I like of this is you being blasted out the window and then just immediately flying as the glass rains down around you yeah that's what I was gonna say and I'm gonna um, talk to Asriel and say you can eat her brain. <laughs> All right. I think we're cutting back to Roland and Veltari now. I'm getting into it. Oh, this is going to be so delicious. I do hope our children aren't getting up to any mischief <laughs> while we're gone. We're fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just enjoy your vacation. Jeez. <laughs> At this point, Roland regards sort of Veltari, and he finally, after a long moment of silence, he moves to stand up and walks back into the Ninsen Chapel to where the bodies of his caretaker still lay on the ground. And looking upon them, just takes a nice, long, slow moment to think about what he's looking at, think about what has led up to all this point. And finally, he moves to rest his hands on their bodies once more and say, Last time I left home, you told me that perhaps I could still influence a positive change in the world, and I believe I can still, but I have to come to terms that at times I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to fall short, but I shouldn't stop trying. Thank you for everything you provided me. And after murmuring those words kind of softly, he moves to gather both the bodies of Essard and Tain and pick them up from the ground in an effort to start 
carrying them from the chapel with him. As you walk between the pews of the chapel back towards the door, carrying both of their bodies uh, from their forms emanates the same kind of rainbow light that is currently enveloping Veltari, and it begins to work its way over your body as well. <clears throat> Veltari, you see him coming out of the Ninsen Chapel, carrying these bodies. Look who it is. Mr. Second Half of the Best Get Out of Mirror Prison Team around. <laughs> uh, Veltari, you feel your younger self's little hand hold on to yours as you both are kind of aglow with this magical rainbow aura that is now unmistakably the aurora around Ilium and is now has just suffused your person. Roland, this is the bit where I wonder how we get out because I don't think we were told what to do <laughs> when we started glowing. You guys can do whatever you want in this space. How does it look for you? Uh, as soon as... Roland exits the Ninsen Chapel carrying those bodies and sort of enveloped in the light of the Aurora. The doors of the chapel swing close behind him and then sort of through the, the edges of the doors, you know, faint impressions of the light of the Aurora can be seen. Yeah, I love that. And all the kind of ghostly spirit forms that were previously encirc- encircling the two of you begin to flow into you as you fully uh, take on those burdens and internalize them, and you are covered in the Aurora's light and filled with your actualized guilt, and you are ready to carry it with you. Are you going to open this door or what? I, my hands are kind of full right now, Veltari. <laughs> uh, I still have a free hand. Let's do this. And I push open the doors. All right. And so you two walk out of the mirror and off the top of the sacrum. <laughs> I'm just shaking, you don't mean that literally that we just, like, we left the mirror and now we are, no, we are falling, we've walked off the top of the sacrum. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. You guys talked about this before you went in. Of course, Roland's hands are now empty, or his arms are now empty as soon as they exit the mirror, correct? Correct. Uh, you, Veltari walks her younger self out, and yeah. Roland carries the memory of his fallen mentors, and they are gone, but the light around you is not. You are both still visibly glowing with like a rainbow aura Roland as soon as they, he realizes that they're about they're starting to fall like instinctively grabs at Veltari and invokes the influence of the of the griffin to gain those ethereal wings that he's used only uh, one other time so far yep to save Zoe as she plummeted out of the sky yep. and so do you want to describe this because the whole campaign <laughs> has been leading up to this brilliant moment, and I think it falls to either one of you or both of you. Roland takes a moment to get himself righted and to pull up before Veltari and Roland hit the ground, and they make sort of a beeline towards the barrier's edge itself. As they near, Trinity is seen sort of catching up to speed with them since Roland's flight speed is slower than trinity's movement speed and as soon as trinity is close enough roland is able to set himself right into the saddle moving to hold on to veltari as the effectively the three of them make a beeline straight to the aurora itself at this point roland helps veltari down to her feet gets up trinity and then proceeds to 
take off any supplies that are currently carried by the horse, since a lot of his supplies were strapped onto Trinity. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I don't have to feel bad about leaving you behind. We'll see each other in about uh, 10 minutes from now, so <laughs> you be good for that short term there, okay? I am ready to get out of this goddamn bubble. Bumbershoot wasn't even fucking here. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <sighs> All right, that's your that's your final line before you exit. As Bumbershoot wasn't even fucking Bumbershoot here. Bumbershoot wasn't even fucking here. Goodbye, Ilium. For now, at least. And then, with way too much stuff kind of strapped to his back, he sort of pets uh, Trinity, and with a motion, causes Trinity to disappear as mm-hmm. an entity because he can dismiss it away. And then moves to moves to lead Valtari with him out of the barrier, or at least through the barrier. Roland and Valtari step through the aurora of Ilium and into a lush field of lilies. They are still surrounded by the rainbow aura of guilt, uh, but which has also encased their possessions. <laughs> this is kind of at guilt's discretion. She could have rendered you naked, I guess, and kept all of your equipment behind. There's no reason why she doesn't have that power, but she lets you keep it because <laughs> D&D, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole conversation to be like, well, swords can't have guilt, but also your your stomach is filled with intestinal bacteria, right? Like <laughs> we could have that entire conversation, right? About the the loopholes there but at the end of the day guilt gets to decide who leaves and who goes that is also why you can see silhouettes through it that's how she chooses to function Mm -hmm. um and you two step out and you were just in this beautiful field of flowers and behind you is just this rainbow column of light and you're free i forgot my keys inside hold on i'll be right back (laughs) I, I was I was gonna go more with the like ah rolling sucker I'm out thanks for that set <laughs> <laughs> my Oscar to the PO box I'm out it was a long con all along <laughs> just right away evil 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 <laughs> I tricked guilt <laughs> she gets on her manticore revs it like a motorcycle. <laughs> Is that um is that drawing still on your hand? I don't know, Austin. Is it still on my hand? I assume not because it was drawn on my hand in a mirror dimension. Uh there's a faint rainbow outline of the drawing of the dandelion on your wrist, and you also see that the rainbow auras around you are st- beginning to dim. Uh, j- just about uh, still. Well, at least we know what we need to do next, or at least I know what I plan on doing first right now. For the second, before she does anything else, Veltari's going to cast Disguise Self, and the only thing she's going to do is she's just going to firm up that uh, that dandelion on her wrist for now. Nice. So, I assume the next move for Veltari and Roland is to take the Hyacinth Highway to the Kingdom of Agarthin, where the Ninsen Chapel is, and where you've been led to believe Mara Sladen is. But yeah, but first he has to resummon his horse, so you know, so they have a faster means of travel. No, I'm riding the manticore. <laughs> okay, that's also very good. 
<laughs> All right. So the last scene of that team is horse and manticore, ghostly manticore, it should be stated, uh, taking off across the field on their way to go save a, a paladin from a vampire. I think I think we've done some pretty badass work today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that triumphant scene behind us, Clown Fiesta! Clown Fiesta! Clown Fiesta! Clown Fiesta! <laughs> Dora, you're floating outside the shattered window of your own home. Zoe, you're standing on the second floor looking out. You're also magnetic and you have the strength of ten men. Um, the skeletons who, ha- who have had their defense protocol activated are beginning to pour into the house. And also Azrael's on his way. What do you two do? Uh, should we roll initiative? Uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise, I think we're both just going to try to, like, yeah. say we're doing something right here. So it might be more fair to just say we're doing an initiative roll of some kind to at least decide who gets to act first. <laughs> uh, 20. I have a five. Oh, lovely. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and try Tasha's hideous laughter. You, you do love yourself some laughter, huh? It works really well. How, because the wind wall is 50 feet long. How long did Dora get pushed out from the wind wall? Oh, so it's hanging, ver- uh, It's so the wind wall is hanging horizontally out the window in 50 feet? Yes. Like I set it right where Thor was, so that would be like the beginning and then 50 feet straight out. I mean, she could just move to the left a little bit and cast it diagonally in. Yeah, and I fly. So yeah, she can't get back in without taking the bludgeoning damage, but she can cast magic at you. 13. That does not beat 18. Does it beat 18 now? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I wish I could do that for you, but I, I just can't. <laughs> All right. So, Zoe, once again, you collapse in laughter on the second floor. It's your turn. All right. Cool. Chris rolled a 20 and no longer is laughing. I mean, she can literally cast it again. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> she can do it once more and then she's out of magic. For the entire fight. So uh, it's my turn now? Correct. I'm just going to do it again. <laughs> It's okay. very good. Jeez. 19, fuck you, yes! What? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I gambled. So you guys are in a magic duel. You're trying to send laughing magic through a window. There's a hurricane. Zoe, you're magnetic. God, the season's so good. Uh, you have, this is your last turn before people start getting to the second floor. All right, I am, I'm dashing off. Uh, I'm casting detect thoughts and I want to, I want to detect where I want to try to see if I can detect, uh, Claire's thoughts or Claudia's thoughts rather. You're on the second floor. You cast detect thoughts. You know, Claudia is just down the hallway and through the door inside the box. Dora can't chase you through the wind wall unless she wants to take a bunch of damage. So you run down the hallway, you open the door, there's the box. You hear the skeletons and Azrael coming up the stairs though, cutting off your escape. All right. Uh, immediately then it's going to be, uh. Fatboy Slim to the rescue, and Fatboy Slim is going to break that box. He just melts through it like butter. Like butter. Yep. Is Claudia awake? No, she's unconscious, and her nose is broken. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I will run to the stairs then? They're, they're there. Like You're going to have to fight 20 skeletons in Azrael if you leave this room. Although in this room, there is a tree which made a hole in the ceiling. Also, your strength is out 20, so you can easily carry Claudia and climb a fucking tree. You have flubber feet, though, remember? Oh, I can still jump? I didn't know if that ended. Uh, Then, yeah, I want to try jumping up, then. All right, so make a strength check 
to hold Claudia with one of your super-powered arms and use the other to climb up this tree. All right. 24! Goodness gracious. All right. Azrael blows the doors off his hinges telepathically, and 20 skeletons just burst into the room as you're climbing up this tree holding Claudia. The skeletons can't reach you, but Azrael can, and he's going to try to mind blast you, which recharged in the interim. DC save against 15 intelligence. Eight. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> what do I think? Mm. Based on everything that's happened thus far, <laughs> I think eight is lower than 15. You've learned a lot today. I'm very proud of you. Take 23 damage. Ouchies. Not cool. You're still alive, though. That is true. Dora, I assume you floated around to the front of the house, went up the stairs, and rejoined? Yes. All right, so you float into the room. Zoe is at the top of this tree. She has Claudia in one arm. You're surrounded by skeletons and Azriel. She's at the very top. She's about to escape, but she's momentarily stunned. What's happening? Oh, gosh. Here we go. So uh, Dora's gonna say, I, I didn't want it to come to this. You should have just listened to me. And um, I would like to cast Eldritch Blast. Uh-huh. Uh, or Eldritch Spear, a range of 300 feet. Mm-hmm. Eldritch Sniper Rifle. Does, uh, does 12 hit? Probably not. Uh, By AC, yeah. Oh, lovely. So roll damage, Dora. All right. Eight. Not that much. All right, you shoot her with an Eldritch Blast. Are you still conscious, Zoe? No, that literally took me to zero. Exactly. You had eight? We should have asked how much HP before she rolled it. Yep. Oh, my God. All right, Zoe... And Claudia tumble off the tree and into the crowd of skeletons where they are c- captured. Oh, oh, I'm going to turn to Azrael and say, you can have their brains, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh. Dora, you sense three hearts coming your way very fast. Oh. Azrael says, uh, which one should I eat first? Oh, boy. Zoe. Outside, in the front yard, coming towards the house, you, the hearts are getting closer, and you hear someone yell, All right, it's hero time! Wolf, it, Wolf, it's your time to shine! As Wolf rides his purple worm through the front of your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Because there's no skeletons outside to guard it. And <laughs> Wolf surfs his worm, which is also carrying Robin, into your foyer. <laughs> You're giving me too many things lately. You're all I need. You smiled at me and said, Don't get me. As always, I'd like to thank Overclocked Remix for our theme music, including Acoustic Jam at the Lucifer Alpha, 
arrangement of Biohazard from Snatcher, Vampire Spanker, an arrangement of Vampire Killer from Castlevania, and Destiny Forgotten, an arrangement of Simple and Clean from Kingdom Hearts. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of September 2017 are Kerstin Haslinger, Jade, Extellaris, Joseph Tombrello, The Cult of Gorfanax, Dr. Goatman, Irving Royale, Ken Fersel, Andrew Grothen, Paul Mullen, Levi the Young, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Kevin Dobbins, Anthony Sauvier, Ziphasurus, Elderly Goose, Salad Child, Sarah Stone, Thorsten Gross, Devin Smith, Castor UK, Aki Savalainen, Iso, The Paladin's Wife, Florian H., Charm Wilkie, Komano the Komenu, The Future Mr. and Mrs. Hadsel, Dominic Bowden, Melissa Nielsen, Don, Eugene T., Connor Reynolds, Sarah Likens, Pruitt Holcomb, Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol, Francois V., Shyness, Dennis Pancake Detlefson, Ripter Stormwolf, Miko from Finland, Dennis Bangston, Josh Mosier, and Dingo Van Dane, Allison Ansel, Sydney Marzing, Justa Jester, John Potts, Savard and Akrasimova, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Marissa Donaldson, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Sarah Hanley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Anna Stulfar, Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Kevin Sidlow, Christopher Charlo, Jorit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Athos, and Ingmar Gremmen. If you want to join this list and help support the show, you can find me at patreon.com slash austinyorski. You can also find Chris at patreon.com slash recap, and you can help support Laura by finding her work at kotaku.co.uk. If you want to help support the show indirectly, you can always find us on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, and probably like a hundred other places. And subscribe, comment, rate, share, or if you're listening to this in the far future, uploading it to your neural network. And if you're listening to this in the far, far, far future, I hope you're enjoying the HBO2 adaptation of this season, although I think it's strange they cast Shia LaBeouf Jr. in the role as Robin. Not my first choice, but I respect the artistic integrity of our alien overlords who, I hope, will be resurrecting me shortly so that we can record season 8. That's the sex season.